0: I'm Rebecca Hamilton, author, artist, photographer, and entrepreneur. And I'm Chad Hamilton, marathon runner, podcast host, and addictions advocate. We're back for season four of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast. And let's just say that we've scrapped a lot more than just the Sweet Talk since we talked to you last. Yeah, that's right. We've scrapped our entire bakery business altogether. After over a decade of growing Chick Boss Cake from the ground up, building it to over a million in sales, and investing all of our time, money, and energy into it, we decided to close it down. Let's just say we've grown into completely different people than the kids we once were when we started it, And ironically, we've both developed a passion for living a healthy lifestyle that does not align with running a sugary, processed food, dessert empire. It's hard to believe we ended up here. It is. And this season, we're talking all about change. That's right. You know, it's so much easier to keep doing what you've always done and way more difficult to let go of comfort and step into the unknown. That's for sure. Welcome to season four of Scrap the Sweet Talk podcast, where we hope to inspire you to challenge societal norms, old beliefs, and realign to become your most authentic self. Let's do it. If you're a business owner, maybe you're wondering what your options are when someone blasts your business or your character on social media. This is one episode that you're not going to want to miss. And most people, they just don't realize that leaving negative reviews and spreading your quote unquote opinion on social media can actually... Get you into some serious legal trouble. I think that we live in a world that assumes that freedom of speech allows them to share whatever the heck that they want to, but make no mistake that freedom of speech does not equate to freedom from consequences. So today on the podcast, I have a very special guest to talk to us about how to navigate expressing our feelings, opinions, and voices in a way that doesn't land us into legal trouble so welcome to the podcast michelle castillo
1: thank you very much rebecca how are you doing today
0: good i'm so excited to have you on the podcast finally i feel like it's been a long time (laughs) coming and i think this is a really good topic for you to talk about
1: it is and what a what a great opportunity uh to talk about something that uh just as we were talking before uh, you press the record button. Uh, this happens all the time, you know. And and with the increase in the use of social media, you know, I re- I remember. Because I'm that old, I remember when uh, Facebook uh, first, in fact, way before, I remember when email was first a thing. I remember Facebook, and then after that, I kind of lost track, right? Because there's Facebook and Instagram, and then there was Twitter, but now it's called X, and then there's TikTok. And so there's been this explosion of social media and ways and means for people to express themselves, which is great. Mm -hmm. But as you said, sometimes there's consequences.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think like, I remember before social media too, but I was kind of just on the cusp of that. I remember the first one was MySpace. That's what I remember. Oh, yes. Yes. (laughs) Um, And yeah, like you said, it just keeps coming. There's new platforms that uh, keep showing up. But the one thing that all the platforms have in common is, you know, to share about your life, share about your opinions and stuff like that. And I think that Uh, a lot of society is very confused. So before we get started, I'm going to introduce Michel. He is a lawyer in London, Ontario, with 24 plus years experience in civil litigation and dispute resolution. So he comes highly, highly, highly recommended from me if you need any legal help with your business or corporation, or just in general. Um, He's very down to earth and very fun to talk to. So I highly recommend Michelle. Um, so, talk to me about defamation of character and just explain what it means.
1: Okay. Well, uh, defamation in its very essence relates to a false statement made by one person to a third party, right? Mm-hmm. So, let's start with that basic premise because if I said something to you, even if it was false and horrible, it might be offensive to you. It might be many things, but it's not defamatory because it requires me to say it to a third person, to another person.
0: Gotcha. So that's
1: the first thing. So it has to be a, a statement made by one person to a third party. And the, and, and the key aspect of it, it's a false statement. Okay. But not all false statements were created equal. So it's not the falsity of the statement by itself. Okay, it could be something trivial, like if in the introduction, you know, I'm from Guatemala, right? But if in mm-hmm. the introduction you said, "and Michelle is from Mexico," I don't get to see you for defamation, right? Mm-hmm. Like it, it, it's, <laughs> yeah. Rebecca saying, "Thank goodness, no." Uh, <laughs> you know, the the part about Mexico is false, but it's not defamatory, yeah. right? So it, it 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 so it has to be more. It's a statement made by one person to a third party. It has to be false. But it has to be more. It has to be something that is false, and the court has defined it as a statement that tends to injure the reputation of the person to whom it refers, which is to say, lower them in the estimation of right-thinking members of society, and in particular to cause them to be regarded with feelings of hatred, contempt, ridicule, fear, dislike, or disesteem. So that's your your more broad definition so it's not just the fact that it's a statement it's not just the fact that it's false it's not just the fact that it was made to another person it's that it has to have what, what you called a consequence and that consequence is that that statement caused the the person to be seen as less and in the, in the eyes of other members of society
0: okay i love that because i've never heard it kind of explained that way so i think that that's awesome and so Who, how do they decide if that, if it's defamatory or not? Like, cause everybody has their own opinion and maybe the person saying these negative things believes that to be true. Like what kind of, uh, grounds do, how do they determine that?
1: Well, defamation kind of like beauty is a little bit in the eyes of the beholder, Right. right. So, uh, as they in court, they say that there's a test or something that a court would look at to determine. Right, and the test is objective, which means what would the average person know and understand these words to mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. So, uh, for example, if you said that, uh, oh, Michelle is uh, from Mexico and I'm from Guatemala, I'm horribly offended. Mm -hmm. Well, a court would and I could say I have been defamed how horrible it is. But the only person in at the end of the day that gets to decide if something was defamatory is a court. So let's start with that. I can allege and argue and jump up and down and say that it's defamatory. And the other person will jump up and down and say, no, but it's true. And I and I honestly believe this opinion to be true or I have all sorts of defenses. And, and there's a dispute, which is in the introduction when you said I do dispute resolution, there's a dispute that may or may not need to be resolved in court with a judge saying, I hereby rule that that was a defamatory statement because X, Y, and Z.
0: Mm, okay. So that makes sense. So they kind of go based off, off of that because. Typically, uh, anybody can just say that they feel a certain way and who's to say that. So that makes sense because obviously, there. when you use the example of, of Mexico versus Guatemala, it's not a tr- true statement, but it's not necessarily um, harming your reputation by saying something that's false.
1: Yes, that's correct. And then there's some things that might be defamatory and, and for some people and not the others. Right. Uh, an insult in itself may or may not be defamatory. So if somebody called me a bastard, mm-hmm. right, and, and calls my my parental lineage into question, yeah. uh, you know, some people that's like, and, and in today's day and age, that's like tip of the iceberg when it comes to insults that we can lob right. at one another, right? Yeah. But yeah. for some, and, and for some people, that might be horrendously hurt feelings.
0: Yeah. But yeah. it doesn't
1: meet the rest of the test that it must uh, cause them some sort of injury in the sense that, now other members of society think less of them
0: yeah yeah so I think that obviously there's different levels that that can play out and and obviously different people have different things that would trigger them as well Um, but in terms of let's say uh, social media when it comes to small businesses um, what kind of defamation of character uh, situations would be a good example of um, where, where somebody leaves like a negative review for a business. Where's the line that's crossed with defamation of character versus just sharing uh, their feedback on a negative experience?
1: Okay. So let me give you two examples. Imagine that I have an accountant, right? So I'm dealing with a professional. They're supposed to help me do my taxes and perhaps I'm just not happy with their service. Maybe they were not calling me back. Uh, Maybe my message was left and I feel that, you know, uh, three days to get back to me is too long. And who do they think they are, et cetera. So I might have an issue about their quality of service. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Right. And I might be dissatisfied. Now, imagine that I go to Google my business and I tell people that they're a horrible accountant, they're corrupt, they're a thief, and they're a fraudster. Don't go to this guy, right? Uh, Or imagine that I go to a restaurant and maybe my hamburger arrived cold. It's busy, so I raise my hand and the waitress comes over and i think she's being dismissive maybe she was just busy i don't know right but instead of uh, and then i go and post something on the internet and instead of just saying my food was cold i say that this place has the worst food in london and they have rats
0: mm-hmm.
1: right <laughs> now it sounds like harebrained but you know I'm what
0: laughing but yeah this I know, happens I, can, I know it does this happens i know
1: Right. It's like crazy. people are like, well, first of all, who cares what we think, which is an aspect <laughs> of social media. It's right. So like true. It, as kids, you know, when I was a kid, my mom would go, who cares what you think?
0: So <laughs> you know, true. Like, like, and then yeah, social opinions- media, social, social media trains us to, to believe that other people care so much about what we think. And then even, you know, before you type your post on social media, it says, what do you think? And it's like, yeah. it's just kind of. Yeah, it's inviting that. you. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's inviting you. But there's a, there's, a, and, and I gave you examples where it's not even a fine line, but that tends to be the problem with social media is that yep. I think you nailed it in the head with the, the comment that people don't think that it has consequences yeah i'm just saying something okay you're just saying something but this has consequences you know you're you're exposing this accountant to a potential impact of his reputation that somehow that person is a thief a fraudster Uh, if you're trusting somebody with your money you probably wouldn't go to that accountant
0: right yeah
1: and if you're a patron of restaurants you probably wouldn't go to the rat infested ones
0: right Yeah. yeah and
1: so so but, but the problem, Rebecca, is this. I, I think the, the lack of consequence or people's perceived lack of consequences. And the other thing is that I think once upon a time, the ability for people to express themselves to a, a, a wider audience was very limited.
0: That's very true. That's a good point.
1: Yeah. So, like, if I wanted to write a book, mm-hmm. I would write a book. I would then pawn it around to a whole bunch of editors, and then the editor would look at it and go, oh, yeah, this, this, that, and then get, get, get back to me. And then you go through several drafts, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and maybe if you were doing a biography about somebody, like, oh, I don't know, I wouldn't say this part, and you would have many eyes, you know, uh, advising you about whether or not a statement could be, oh, I don't know, that one is a little bit tricky, or you're inviting perhaps an allegation of defamation, or in newspapers. Right? There's the writer, there's the editor, there's the department editor, there's the owner. There's like many layers, and there's that that really good movie um, about the Boston Globe and their investigation of the uh, uh, Catholic archdiocese, And, and it shows how there was a group of writers, and there was a team, and there was a leader, and there was an editor, and there was an owner, and how they kept on going for legal advice. Because that's how many eyes normally it would take for a person's expression to be viewed by others. The problem with now is that I can just post whatever I want and you don't even have to go, Honey, do you think this is too much?
0: people just <laughs> so people true. just say
1: it without any sobering thought or uh, or per- or perhaps without a sobering thought. maybe after a couple of drinks, bah, they just go ahead and say whatever they want. And so that that lack of filtering, I think is also a factor. So th- those examples that I gave you are not horrendously out of uh, out of whack uh, of, of things that I might get a call about or things mm-hmm. that I've read cases about.
0: Oh absolutely and I know me being a small business owner, I've had to deal with shit like that all the time too and just um, even not just for my business, but I see other people doing it about other businesses and and you know now that I know like the difference and and how um, what to look for in in situations like that, I can clearly tell um, what is defamatory and what isn't. So I see a lot of posts and stuff online and it's pretty, apparent that a lot of people just go with the idea of freedom of speech, and they just use that as their, I don't know, their means of (laughs) being okay with it, I guess. Um, But it's very clear that they don't have any idea of the actual consequences of that. Um, And so, yeah, I just think it's crazy. And and to your point, it's at our fingertips now. And I think a lot of people have learned to use social media as their form of therapy and venting. And so every, anytime they're emotionally triggered, they go and they post something that's emotionally charged um, and probably, you know, pretty defamatory because they're emotional about it. So they're going to just grasp at anything, grasping at straws and then they post Mm -hmm. it. And then they do get that, uh, you know, dopamine hit or reassurance from all of their friends and family who are, you know, probably very similar minded to them and they go off about it and it creates this whole big situation. So, um, what what is your recommendations uh, from a legal perspective on people using social media as a venting platform and um, you know using it as their their therapy basically? Uh,
1: in one word, don't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the that, that's the short of it. Um, I think social media has a lot of use and benefits. There is on a personal level, like to, for for Facebook, you know, that myself or many people that I know, you, you're in touch with, you know, people from high school that otherwise you might have totally lost track. of like, oh my god, I found this yeah. person. This is awesome. So on a social level, it's it's great. At the same time, on that very same social level, people think that they're making meaningful connections, but they're really not. It doesn't it so doesn't true. substitute the, the the human contact. Yeah. And uh, for business, for example, we can use it for marketing. People use Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, or uh, X, or whatever other so- social media platform for their business and to promote their business. It, so it has a lot of positive use commercially as well. But the problem is that flip side of it, when people think that it can be their their sort of therapy to to vent their their views which is fine, right? It's just not when it gets to the point where you're making a false statement about someone that will tend to lessen them in the eyes of uh, other members of society.
0: Yeah, I think that that's so true.
1: And, and you mentioned something that I think, I, I think you're right that uh, a lot of people use this freedom of speech mantra, but here's a shocker, right? We don't have freedom of speech in Canada. We don't. Right. That is an American expression that uh, and for whatever reason, I don't know why, maybe movies, maybe TV. That's interesting.
0: I didn't even know that.
1: (laughs) Yeah, like freedom of speech is a concept, but called freedom of speech, that's U.S. terminology. Mm. Okay, and and it's perhaps nuanced, but it's quite significant in the way that it's uh, protected on a constitution. Right. So a constitution is like the highest law of the land. Now, in the U.S., we hear a lot about the Constitution because it appears in the news when they talk about the right to bear arms and and all of these constitutional rights that they argue nobody can take away from you, right? So if you look at their first amendment to the Constitution, it reads this. Congress shall make no law respecting an establishment of religion or prohibiting the free exercise thereof or abridging the freedom of speech. So, there can be no law passed by Congress that abridges the freedom of speech. So, the the terminology freedom of speech is theirs, Okay? okay? We have something a little bit different. We have what is called a freedom of expression, okay? And our freedom of expression is enshrined in our Constitution by the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, In the Canadian Charter of Rights and Freedoms, and first I'll read you the good news, and then I'll read you the not-so-good news. Okay. Okay? So, listed as fundamental freedoms. So, here I go, Rebecca. I'm about to tell you a fundamental freedom given to you by the Constitution, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms of Canada. And it reads, everyone has the following fundamental freedoms. And at Section 2B, it says, freedom of thought, belief, opinion, and expression including freedom of the press and other media of communication. So it sounds pretty awesome.
0: Right? Okay, yeah.
1: That you are know,
0: no, no freedom of speech specifically in there. So oh, you but the think, expression believe, would express yeah,
1: but, but the expression would seem to include and does include mm-hmm. what in the US they call freedom of speech. It's just okay. that the terminology we use is we have freedom of expression rather than freedom of speech. But okay. it, I suppose you can equate it. that it's the ability and freedom to say something and no government can tell me not to say it okay that's what the u.s constitution says that's not what the canadian charter of freedom says it says that we have a freedom of among other things expression Mm -hmm. that's the good news remember i told you i had good news and bad
0: news yeah
1: okay well here's the bad news um you have to read the entire charter of rights and freedoms in the context of section one Right, And I'm going to read you, and it says, The Charter of Rights and Freedoms guarantees the rights and freedoms set out. This is awesome. It's guaranteed. Oh, wait a minute. There's a little bit more. Subject only to such reasonable limits prescribed by law as can be demonstrably justified in a free and democratic society. So nothing in there says that no government can take away your right of freedom of expression. Right. In fact, that is that that was an ongoing issue and dispute academically and in the courts during COVID, when some people didn't want vaccine mandates or didn't want uh, uh, mask mandates, and, and they would express themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, and maybe there were consequences. Maybe from their professional bodies. Maybe uh, the government steps in and says that certain people cannot congregate in certain ways and express themselves. Right? So yeah. it played out there. So let's start with this. Your freedom of expression, although it's constitutionally enshrined, is not absolute. So at any particular point, the government can say, I don't think so, not that.
0: Mm-hmm. An
1: example of that would be uh, propagating hate speech.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Right? So I can say whatever I want, but wait a minute, I cannot say whatever I want if it incites hatred and violence towards a particular group. Right? And the government did pass a law, and that's under uh, the criminal code, has uh, prohibitions on what would otherwise be freedom of expression because it incites hatred, right? So right there, there's a limitation, right? And another major limitation, as between people, is defamation. I cannot just say whatever I want. There might be consequences. Now, the Charter of Rights and Freedoms protects our interactions with the government, right? Mm-hmm defamation is something that you know if i say something false about you you have that claim against me or vice versa in the example that i gave at the beginning right but that's a limitation to our freedom of speech you cannot go oh i have a constitutional right to freedom of speech actually no it's called freedom of expression uh, b that relates to the constitution and your interactions with the government and lastly this is defamation and there are limits
0: wow yeah that is so different than i think what most people know and especially um people younger generations that grow up only knowing social media and not you know when you sign up for social media they don't they don't tell you like what defamation of character means or what not to say on social media to get you in like that could get you into legal trouble so there's nothing that makes you aware of that unless you probably find out the hard way and somebody um files a suit against you or something like that or you that.
1: get a nasty letter from a lawyer saying yeah. that you know these statements because
0: that's the thing that's it, the wake-up moment for a lot of people oh,
1: i i totally think so because yeah um and it and, it and, and whenever i give this presentation i always tell people okay so this is your homework for tonight all right don't go post anything just troll just go and troll the internet, even amongst your friends. Right? Yeah. But yeah. just see what people do to interact with one another. Right. And sometimes you see people that are that are otherwise nice and reasonable and polite in regular interactions, for some reason the anonymity or what they think is anonymity of the internet just creates the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde moment where they're like almost like another person on the other side.
0: Isn't it crazy? Like, why do you think that happens? It's just they feel like, I guess, because there's not a, a physical person there, because I don't think a lot of people would say half the stuff they say online to somebody's actual face. Like, I don't.
1: You know what? I would I, I am sure that there's sociological studies about this uh, and I'd love to read them. But my perception is that I, I think people think that it's anonymous, but it's not hmm. Right. Uh, even people that think that they can create another um, Internet presence and post alias. A, yeah. You name. can always find out who it is uh, yeah, the yeah, nice yeah. way or the hard way. But you can always yeah. find out. Right. Yeah. So that's maybe one aspect. They think that it's that it's anonymous or that yeah. or that there's no consequences. Right. Or they think, oh, you know what? I'm just expressing myself and I'm entitled to it, which we already figured is not necessarily always the case. Right. And and last but not least, I don't, I, I think there's something about the, uh, the no filter, you know, that, that I cannot see the person to whom I'm speaking. I, I'm just typing away. So it's mm-hmm. like, you know, black and white letters against black and white letters and things escalate. You know, like it, it always the, the, the level of inability of people to talk about divergent views today baffles me
0: yeah i agree i totally agree
1: you know let's start with this i'm i'm not advocating that i'm pro trudeau or pro Poliever or pro trump or pro biden i'm just saying like if there's a difference in Mm -hmm. opinion right why can we not have a rational discussion and go i I see your point but i disagree with you i think if you look at it and that's the way dialogue used to be now it turns into Cancel and and, mm-hmm. and educate yourself, and you're such a this, you're such a that, you're a fascist, uh, yeah. and people start label uh, throwing the labels at one another. So true, and, and 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 maybe socially that might be acceptable, but legally it's not.
0: Yeah, you know, once
1: you cross that line, it's 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 now in the in the land of defamation.
0: Yeah, I think it has a lot to do with uh, social media and the internet and people growing up in that environment and and having a huge disconnect with in-person discussions and the ability to have challenging conversations without, um, you know, with respectful, challenging conversations where you have a very different opinion than the other person, but you can still have a respectful, interesting conversation. Um, I personally love having those conversations with people, but I, I don't always, it just depends on the person. If I feel like they can handle that kind of conversation, I'll go there. Um, But if not, I find a lot of times it's the, you know, the inability to manage their own personal emotions. And I don't know if that's because of social media where it makes us so disconnected that we don't even know how to interact anymore. But I find a lot of times when we're having those challenging conversations, the emotional intensity takes over and then they just throw like labels and all these things at you.
1: Yes, and you know, there's, uh, and again, back to the, I'm sure there's all sorts of social studies and everything, but um, that notion of being able to Express debate uh things that we might have really fundamental differences. Uh I tend to love those discussions, as you as you said. Sometimes I might pick who I have those discussions (laughs) with, right? But it because it's not about me trying to convince you about this, that, or the other, or you convincing me, but it's about exchanging ideas. And at the end of the day, walking away going, hmm. I never thought of it that way. Or, ah, I learned something new today. Or where did you get that? Oh, I just read that. But what, what's the name of that book? I wouldn't mind checking it out that. And in fact, actually, there's a um, a quote here from a court of appeal decision that spoke about the importance of. Um, here we go. Freedom of expression is a constitutionally protected right in Canada. The free and open expression of divergent, competing and strong viewpoints of matters of public interest is essential to Mm. personal liberty, self-fulfillment, the search for the truth and the maintenance of a vibrant democracy.
0: So and true. Th- I don't know why so people have perfect. such a problem with it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's, so so, so if it's so good. Why do, yeah.
1: people ha- why do some people have so much problem with that? I big- don't
0: know. I think because they tie their ego so strongly to their opinions that they feel insecure when their opinions are challenged. That's what I think. And then they get all emotionally unhinged and, you know, start labeling you as this, that, and the other thing. And then, like you said, it escalates into the the defamation of character or any other issues that can come from that but i think it's just the fragile egos of people where they just they feel like it's a threat to their belief system when somebody Mm -hmm. doesn't believe what they believe in
1: and in canada i mean canada is a cultural mosaic uh we welcome and embrace cultures from all over the world religions from all over the world uh and we live under this uh great big roof called canada and there's going to be very divergent views just by virtue of the great mosaic of people. Like, let, let, let alone the inherent differences that we have as human beings. Uh, add to that are different cultures, or different languages, or different religions, or different means of expressing ourselves. You know, so it, it's it's a, we. I think that it it begs more acceptance and more consideration and more reflection and more ability to communicate freely and openly without resorting to the personal attacks and and put-downs and...
0: yeah or just yeah just being being straight labeled things or or things stuff like that it's like it's kind of crazy to me like i'm such an open-minded person and i remember this one situation we were uh chad and i were at a conference in the states and they were having all of these guest speakers come it was like a self-growth conference or whatever and they had all these guest speakers come and i was posting about it and it was so much fun and they had this one surprise guest speaker and um it just so happened to be donald trump And it ah. wasn't like I signed up to go to his freaking mm-hmm. rally or anything. I'm not yeah. like, you know, I don't, I don't know much about American politics or anything like that, but I know he's a little, you know, mm-hmm. wing nutty. Um, but anyways, he happened to be speaking at this conference and I was like, oh, okay, well, this is interesting. And so I posted about it and then people were like, oh, you're a Trump supporter. Like, I don't, I automatically don't like you now and and whatever. And they just go off about their opinion on that. Whereas like, I'm just, you know, at this conference, I don't know who the guest speaker is. It happens to be him. I find it personally, I find it very interesting because Mm -hmm. he was a previous uh, president of the United States and whether you are on his side or against him, I don't think that it's neither here nor there. I think obviously he has a lot of uh, values that don't align with mine for sure, but at the same time I still find it very interesting to hear different points of views and stuff like that without having, like, without other people labeling you know, me or my political views just simply because I was happened to be at this conference with the surprise guest speaker. Right. It's Mm -hmm. crazy to me. It's crazy. So what would you say, like, what should a business or person do if they feel like someone is defaming their character or business?
1: Okay. So, uh, I think there's two different sides of the coin. Mm -hmm. Um, I think if, if I were the recipient Right. If I were the recipient, I would say there's a couple of things that I think would be um, important to do. Number one, be aware. And, you know, we all have that internet presence, and sometimes we just don't bother looking at what's happening there, you know, especially if you're a busy uh, business. I mean, you see some businesses that have been around for 10 years and they have thousands of reviews. Mm-hmm. You know, hotel chains are no, 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 like notorious for that. They just have thousands upon thousands, and they probably don't have somebody monitoring them, mm-hmm. right? Uh, airlines are the same way. They they just have a lot, like big companies that have been around for a while. So many uh, things posted there, right? So. But for the average small business, uh, if you just open your new restaurant, your new accountancy firm, your new whatever business it is that you're doing, you know, especially when you don't have a lot of reviews, Mm -hmm. having one that has this like ticking time bomb in it is not a good thing. So Mm -hmm. stay on top of your social media. Okay, don't ignore it. That is not to say that you have to respond to it, but at least think about it critically sometimes you go okay this thing is written so poorly and this person seems so unhinged that really i think this will go away on its own and anybody reading it whatever
0: it just sounds so ridiculous that you don't even care if people read it because it doesn't even sound legit it's so
1: ludicrous that why am i gonna bother with that right the other thing is that sometimes by addressing it you're calling attention to it yeah right so so uh but i think the decision should be like conscious whether or not to respond, right? But if you don't do anything, you just let inactivity take the decision. So what I'm suggesting is don't ignore it, see it, think about it critically, and think if it warrants something. If it's so out there, you know, oh, Rebecca stole the moon. It's like... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my goodness! <laughs> That's so out really there. No cool. Really? <laughs> Although I, yeah. it was a new moon, and I was yeah. wondering. No, but you, you know, like if it's so out there, yeah. then then who cares? Now, yeah. on a business perspective, uh, and this is more marketing than law, but you'll see a lot of times businesses will engage even with those uh, rather ludicrous comments, and mm-hmm. and they'll say something like, uh, uh, "Sorry, uh, it appears that you have had a negative experience. Please reach out to our customer service." Blah 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 blah.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And the reason why they do that is to show to their customers or potential customers that they take reviews seriously and that they they have good customer service. Yeah. Now, that's not law. That's marketing or that's yeah. business. But, but at least, again, you make a, a, a rational decision about whether or not I ignore this or I act on it or I take the next step. Okay, if it's something like really defamatory and I give you the example of the accountant, you know, okay, he didn't return my calls. That might be one thing, but he's a fraudster, a thief and and a a horrible accountant. and, And those things are now next level. Right. So there's certain steps and certain time periods that a person would have to be mindful of. And what that time period is depends on what was said and on what. Forum it was said. So, for example, if it's a newspaper article, the uh, libel and slander act has time periods that a person has in order to give notice and in order to start a claim. Mm. Now, we're talking about defamatory statements that you know the average Joe or the average Jane would put on, say, Google My Business or something like that. But mm-hmm. there's still time periods that you have to observe. So, if you ignored it, that time period sort of
0: oh, okay might pass on you.
1: Gotcha. so so you might have to give notice or you might have to take certain steps. Uh, You might consider having a lawyer send a cease and desist letter, which is, you know, comes in the lawyer's letterhead. And and it'll say something like I represent Michelle Castillo, uh, who is a well-respected accountant. I'm not an accountant. I'm just giving you an example. right? (laughs) But uh, who is a well-respected accountant with 25 years experience and and, uh, you have made the following posts. And then you put a screenshot on the letter and you explain why it is uh, defamatory and why it has to be removed immediately. And we want a letter of apology at the very least, right? And usually mm-hmm. some people even go and ask for some damages while you're at it, but for the most businesses, an immediate retraction with an apology is pretty good, right? Now yeah. As you, as you mentioned before, people are like, la 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 la, and then all of a sudden, oh, my goodness, that's the wake-up call. This is serious. Now, what some people do is either ignore the letter altogether, or say, I have freedom of speech and I can do whatever I want, or they just go, oh my God, just delete it, and then just, So, but at least now that post might have been deleted, and now you have to consider, is that deleted post enough? Mm -hmm. or was it out there and was it bad enough that i must then take the next step so at every particular point you you just have to think about what is the statement how bad is it is it really defamatory how many people is it reaching has it been retracted and then you can make a, a rational decision about what to do and i mean the ultimate solution is to start a claim and you can uh, start a claim in court and ask for different things. And different courts have different jurisdictions and things that they can do. Uh, but oftentimes, you know, people might sue for damages because it harmed their reputation, or they might sue uh, or go to a higher court, like the Ontario Court of Superior Court of Justice, and ask for what is called an injunction, which is an order preventing somebody from doing something or ordering to do something, namely take that post down, right? but that gets expensive right Mm -hmm. so if you're a small business you may It really
0: depends yeah it depends on how bad you feel like the situation is and how damaging you feel like it is for sure
1: that's correct and for all of it though is think critically yeah
0: right
1: ignoring it is i think the worst think about it and if you really think well you know what it's some person out there saying goofy things, who's gonna who's gonna care. Okay, well that was your rational decision, but just don't ignore it. Or if it's really horrible, you should really act on it to prevent that horrible uh damage to your reputation from from spiraling or from propagating. Yeah.
0: Yeah, and especially on social media too. That stuff can spiral really, really quickly. So obviously, the sooner that you address it, like you said, the better. Um, I love what you said. Just using your your uh, common sense to judge if you feel like it's worth pursuing or not. Like if it sounds really outlandish, then obviously, you know, that just speaks for itself. We we would get really outlandish, weird reviews, and I would just be like, Yeah, that person really made himself sound like an idiot. So I don't need to respond to that. Yeah,
1: I can ignore that one. So I was (laughs) looking up here to the left because I was looking. I thought I had a recent case from, uh, I think I do, I think I do, from a court where some judge was talking about exactly that, how, uh, you know, like one thing is in the old days if somebody posted an article, you know, but nowadays is the immediacy of the post and the fact that it reaches millions of people.
0: Oh, yeah. And especially especially negative posts, they go way further in the algorithms than anything positive or happy or they just spiral out of control because a lot of people feed into the negativity and a lot of people like to share their opinions on social media. So it really adds fuel to the fire.
1: Yeah. So here's one. This is the one I was looking at uh, or looking for rather is a statement made in court by a judge in, uh, in a Nova Scotia Supreme Court. But uh, I've seen something similar written in other courts. But it says here, the court observed that the Internet has the extraordinary capacity to replicate the defamatory messages. The defamatory statements then have tremendous power to harm a person's reputation. It's like that.
0: So true very straightforward and it's you know I totally agree I mean how can you not see it that way it's crazy mm-hmm. it's it spirals out of control so quickly um, and yeah a lot of like you said it's it's different if it's a major corporation like air, airplanes or uh, airline services or hotels but when it's a small business it's it is really hard to uh, you're you're a local small business so the word gets around and you know I obviously I know all about that because I grew a business in four different communities and so we We obviously struggled with certain situations like that as well, and it's really stressful for a small business owner, and I know that a lot of small business owners, they don't think that they can do anything about the negative reviews, which obviously the negative reviews in general, you can't really do too much about aside from, you know, improving your customer service to the best of your ability, but if like you said it becomes it crosses the line of you know making other people believe uh, a false reputation of yourself or your business that's where the that's where they have some uh legal rights in terms of getting that removed or addressing that concern
1: yeah and and, and as a business owner i suppose we can even go one further back which is consider whether and how Social media can be A, positive and useful to you, B, detrimental to you, right? So in this context, well, people posting all sorts of, you know, kooky reviews uh, may not be something that you want, but a lot of these social media... Outlets have restrictions about who can post on your on your page or whether it needs to be approved, and uh, I think people just go by defaults and, and maybe consider, mm, I should probably have some control over what gets posted.
0: It's so true. And not just about like small businesses being slandered on the internet, but also too, just from a personal perspective, um, I know, you know, if you're looking for jobs and and the the people hiring you, they're going to check out your social media. They're going to, okay. you know, they're going to do some digging. And if they see that you're posting all this crazy shit, like you're mm-hmm. probably not getting the job. You know what I mean? Yeah. So- if you're representing yourself in a completely unhinged, unprofessional, you know, you can still be personal online, but like if you're completely posting like really outlandish things that are not um, conducive or they're not, you know, looked upon highly by people who are going to hire you or work with you or any kind of professional thing down the road, um, They can dig that up because when it's on the internet, it's on the internet forever. Like look at the stuff that, you know, you, you see it all the time. It was celebrities, right? They'll post something when they're like sixteen years old, and then somebody when they're thirty five digs it up and was like, "Look at what so and so said when they were yeah. sixteen. They must be a terrible 16 person." And it
1: was nineteen sixty four? Yeah, I've seen that. Yeah,
0: yeah, it's crazy though, and it's just like, mm. yeah, you just you don't realize that it's there on the internet forever, and you don't know who's gonna see it or what how that's gonna impact your life at that stage. So. I think that's a really good point to to think really hard and deep about what what is even the point of it, right? Typically, you're looking for some kind of attention. And if that's the case, you know, do it in person with your close group of friends so that you're not putting yourself at risk for, you know, not getting hired for the job or not, you know, whatever, the de- defamation of character, anything. There's a lot of consequences that come from it that I don't think a lot of people realize. So,
1: so you know and we touched on this before, but you, you asked, well, "What advice would I give to people posting things?" And my general yeah. answer to that is, "Well, don't." Mm-hmm. You know, like if I went to a restaurant and I really have a problem because my burger was cold, yeah. I would speak to the you know waiter or the waitress, and and you know it's, my burger is cold. And you know what? Ninety-nine point nine percent of the time, they'll say I'm sorry and they'll bring they'll you a warm fix it. one. Yes. Right? And they'll yes, fix they it will. For you. Yeah. Right. If that's not working or if you really have an issue with the server for whatever reason, speak to the manager. Ninety nine yeah. percent of the time they'll fix it for you uh, it, or give you a gift certificate if it was really bad. Whatever. Most businesses are in the business of doing business, not yeah. picking fights.
0: Yeah. It, right? It's such a good point. Yeah. So, I think so, a lot of people don't like they just, I, I don't know what it is. I, I couldn't figure it out as a business owner. And even just as a consumer in the public in general, it's like, if I have a problem with something, the only time I will leave a bad review is is if I go to their manager, the manager's an idiot, and then I go to their manager and then their manager's an idiot. And I'm like, mm-hmm. I go all the way up the scale of a company and I don't get any resolution whatsoever yeah. and they handled it horrendously. That is the only time and that is very, very rare that 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 I've ever seen that happen. It's just if a company really, really sucks, that might happen. But that is a very rare case scenario. But like you said, if you know if if you are, you know, having an issue with your coffee at Starbucks, and the barista is not going to help you, their manager's probably going to get you a new coffee. Like, let's yeah. be real. Right? They're simple right.
1: solutions. And, and yeah. ultimately, as we said, like, who cares what I think about the burger? Like,
0: I always think that too. When I see people ranting and complaining on Facebook about uh, a restaurant or something so petty and trivial, I'm like... Does anybody on here take that seriously and is like, because this old friend from high school said that, I'm not going to go to that restaurant. Yes,
1: well, I, yeah. I
0: don't think so. Like, it never worked on yeah. me, and and even more to that point, which I found like it kind of blew my mind, but. Um, when when we had our business and people like we'd have one person pissed off about their cake and they would leave us a bad review and then they would get their friends to like leave other bad reviews based on their one experience and their friends like never even ordered from us or anything like that. And I'm just like, what kind of friends do that? Like yeah. who calls up your <laughs> and friend not only and only that, like,
1: But now it's double false. Not only yes. the first one, but you were not even a customer. And you like- I know. Yeah. And
0: it happens more often than you think. And I'm just yeah. like- what kind of troll friends would do that on behalf like hey rebecca i had a bad experience with uh starbucks over here can you go and leave them a bad review on my behalf and it's like no like are you like that's ridiculous which which,
1: which, by the way brings us to another point about defamation the defamation is not only the person that originally made the statement but if you start posting and sharing and, and and you go yeah me too like uh, as I mentioned with a double falsity of yeah I wasn't even a customer you yeah know? And, and so so the defamation again most people think it's inconsequential but it can have consequences
0: yeah even like you're saying even that person that shares it and yeah. agrees with it is automatically putting themselves at legal risk from doing so
1: they could be potentially putting themselves at risk for that uh, which brings me again back to the uh what, what should a business do so defamation comes in two varieties. It comes uh, libel and slander, right? The only difference really is that slander is in spoken form, whereas libel is in written form. Mm. But if you do see something that is defamatory, and libel is the easier one to spot, you just take a snapshot on the uh, on on social media, the, the like a screenshot. Yeah. And- keep it's basically it's your proof it's your evidence yeah defamation is a little bit more insidious and it's a little bit more difficult to prove and you're basically going to have to have somebody say i heard that this person is saying this about you but at least keep notes and find out who said what uh because eventually courts and disputes are, are all about what you can prove
0: yeah so true that's such a good point so is defamation then the verbal
1: no so defamation is that false statement that we discussed yeah but it can be made in one of two ways in spoken form it's slander and in written form it's libel
0: okay gotcha okay that makes sense yeah that's good and that's good tips too to keep the to take a screenshot and keep the uh, evidence like the evidence of course (laughs) um awesome so so what advice do you have for people who post their opinions about other people or businesses online
1: Okay, so the the first reaction that I would have is, why are we doing that? Like, if, if that's yeah, your job, and your job is to be a food critic for the whatever whatever newspaper, then okay. Yeah. You know what? Yeah. They have insurance.
0: Yeah. yeah <laughs> so good point, Michelle. They, they have insurance so that when they get
1: sued, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and they also yeah. have an editor. They can look at your at your work. As you were saying, yeah, that's yeah. such a good point. So, so if you're not one of these people like why are we doing it Mm -hmm. so my first reaction is why are you doing it why do we think that it's like that anybody's gonna care what michelle Castillo thinks about the hamburger that i had for lunch that's a good point so so (laughs) Uh, and, and why do I have to be the man with the cape saving the rest of the consumers of the world?
0: From hamburgers. From this,
1: yeah, from this bad hamburger joint. <laughs> right? So, so oh my God. Uh, So I suppose let's take a step back. We're not as important as we think we are. Mm-hmm. And perhaps we shouldn't be posting something. Now, if you really felt compelled, and I'm really going to go ahead and pose something then you do have to keep in mind that it may have consequences right so yeah. i would have to say that the post would have to be true
0: mm-hmm.
1: and measured
0: mm-hmm.
1: right and you really have to think about what you're saying you have to tell the truth i mean one of the defenses to a claim for defamation is truth right mm-hmm. so if i'm telling the truth it's not defamation
0: mm-hmm. Right. It's factual, and they would have to have some kind of factual evidence to to back that up as well. Yeah,
1: right. Yeah. So so uh, you'd have to be fair. We'd have to be measured. You'd have to tell the truth. Uh, but by the time we come through this list, most people are like, yeah, I'm not going to post anything.
0: Yeah, exactly. Like, Just don't post it. <laughs> yeah. like, that's the, I best like the advice. I like
1: the old school better. Just say <laughs> yeah. what you want. Yeah,
0: <laughs> exactly. It's crazy. Um, so, so what's a good example of when it when a review for a business could be just considered a regular negative review? And what's a good example when when they throw in defamation of character in there?
1: Okay, so if I had a bad experience with the, the examples that I gave you before, right? The yeah. accountant that didn't return my calls, right?
0: Simple I as that. A, Just say that. Yeah. I
1: right? had a negative experience. I felt like the guy didn't respond to my calls in a timely manner.
0: That's all you have to say. Yeah. yeah.
1: And then I would question by doing that, what am I doing? What am I like? What am I trying to achieve by doing this?
0: Right. Do you think do you think that reviews are, are beneficial?
1: Um, I think reviews can be beneficial on many levels. So let's start with a business perspective. Yes, they can. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if I have a burger joint and everybody loves my delicious warm burgers,
0: yeah. <laughs>
1: okay, then it's awesome. You know, people. You yeah. know, if I have a choice of two, you know, uh, places to go to to grab a burger, and I, and I don't know them, mm-hmm. and one place is full of excellent reviews, and the other one is full of negative reviews, where are you going to go? Right? Exactly. And when, yeah. and when we travel, that's exactly what we do.
0: Yeah,
1: Right. we, we just like I, I don't know any restaurants, but this there's this one has good reviews and this one is horrible because it, yeah. it and we make that assumption based on horrible reviews.
0: Yeah. Right. So true. Yeah. So
1: on the plus side is OK, it's great to have reviews on the downside is that, you know, your reviews are not given to you by people that might not know anything about what they're doing about what they're saying, you know, like yeah. I'm not a food critic. You yeah. know, I like to think that I cook and I, yeah. you know, pride myself on doing a good job. But I'm not yeah. saying, oh, I think they didn't put enough parsley in their burger. Like, <laughs>
0: yeah. So true. Yeah.
1: So so you know, I, I think it is a useful tool. It is a useful tool to promote your business. It is a great tool to promote the great value or a great product that you're or service that you're providing. Uh, even if there's a potentially negative one. You know and and if you just look at how businesses respond to negative reviews i oh, sorry to hear you had a negative experience you know we aim to do better thank you for the feedback you know and for some people it's like hey at least they admit that they did something that they could have done better, or well,
0: yeah. It's not about being perfect. No business can possibly be perfect yeah. all the time. And and like you said, it's sometimes sometimes a bad review on there actually builds some trust with the other people who might look at the reviews to determine if they're going to go there because based on the the owner's response, that's an opportunity to see how they handle a, a negative situation, and it, it it actually can can do good in that situation where they build trust with the, the person who's reading it because they see, mm-hmm. okay, I can trust this company because even though they're not perfect and they had a, somebody had a bad experience, the owner is apologizing and they're going to fix it and they're taking time out of their day to, you know, re- re- respond yeah. to it. Right. And I I've also seen businesses who respond to negative reviews in a really bad negative way. And then I see that and I'm like, well, I'm not going to go there because if somebody messes up my stuff, they're not going to yeah. help me. That's and how they, they deal with
1: stuff. No, thank
0: you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I think that that's really a good point too. The other thing is,
1: is sometimes you have people that are very loyal customers, right? And and mm-hmm. for some corporations, you know, people are like, hey, no, this is, this is not true. I, I've always had a, and people like post on the negative review like your customers post on the, on the negative review going, never had that experience i think they're awesome so
0: true yeah, yeah no that's a good point too
1: and the other thing is as we know haters will hate you know oh, yeah. and, and, and that's the part about having uh a site where people can post you know it's great for free advertising but yeah. that's,
0: There's that's negative aspects too that you just have to deal with that as well yeah and I
1: think that, you know, like, like most things that small businesses or startups do is they just do things because everybody's doing it. You know, mm-hmm. like everybody has a Facebook presence, everybody has an Instagram presence. Okay, it's great, and maybe you could benefit. But before you just do it, take a little time and figure out if it's something that is useful to you or how it could potentially impact you.
0: Yeah, defamation is one good- of
1: those that would that could be both. Uh, I don't know; it could go either yeah. way.
0: Yeah, so, yeah, okay, so it could possibly
1: point. be negative. How do I solve that? Well, I could solve that by perhaps turning filters so not everybody can post or, you know, that have to be approved so that I can make sure that they're a customer. Or so. but there's yeah, many things that's you a can really do.
0: good point. Yeah, yeah I love there's that. There's many things you, you, you can
1: do to sort of uh, uh, reduce the likelihood that you're going to get some defamatory statement.
0: Yeah, I like I like adjusting your settings for that kind of control as well. Like even just yep. setting, you could even set it to private, and you could just accept the the customers that you know are, you know, there to support you and not troll you. Um, yeah, I, f- I found it, it,
1: it. And sorry, Rebecca, but when you think yeah. about it, that is what advertising was all about, mm-hmm. right? Like if you saw a perfume. Right, you saw the advert and you saw the picture and you saw the person yeah. and you saw. Uh, and, and there's no place for somebody to go. I bought this perfume and it sucks. It smells like a skunk. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, know,
0: <laughs> you
1: know, there's no room for you to do that. And mm-hmm. The whole aspect is the advertising.
0: Yeah, right.
1: Like, not exactly the comments. Like, that that's something that we think that's what people do in social media. But you don't have to do it that way.
0: It's really interesting because I noticed um, recently a lot of celebrities are turning off their comments on social media. So I thought that that was really interesting because, um, you know, I know like. Even, even in good comments, right? Like it shouldn't, the, the good comments feed the ego and then the bad comments make you feel like shit. So either way, the comments shouldn't really inflate your ego or make you feel like crap because it, it really shouldn't affect you in one way or the other. And I think that that's probably why the... um Why a lot of the celebrities turned off their comments because, you know, the good comments are feeding the ego and the bad comments are are hurting their feelings. And really, do either of those matter at the end of the day? No, you're gonna carry on being yourself and creating your art or singing your music or whatever. Um, but it never occurred to me to shut comments off. I just thought Mm -hmm. social media was social media and I just didn't even I didn't know why people would want to do that. And now I can understand. The benefit of you know controlling those settings, and you know who cares if somebody comments? You can still post stuff and then not have the comments on. Yep. So I think that that's awesome. Um, and and so so what other common legal issues do you help small business owners with? So
1: I help individuals small businesses medium businesses large businesses with all sorts of uh, legal disputes uh i would say civil and commercial right it's it's a pretty broad bag of things but employment i do uh i assist clients with a lot of uh, employment matters both on the employer and on the employee and by the way another place where you see a lot of defamation so i'm an employer And I have an employee and, you know, maybe we terminate the employment of the employee. And then that person goes on Facebook and on Instagram and they start posting all sorts of horrible things about the employee. So defamation creeps up its head, not only in interactions that you have with customers, but with employees Mm -hmm. or rather former employees
0: so true yeah we had we struggled with that a lot too because obviously if they're being let go there's a reason why they're being a let go they're not you know obviously performing or matching yeah. the culture um and clearly nobody likes to you know nobody likes to be let go or be told that they're not doing a good enough job to to stick around and so naturally that's going to piss people off and what did they do they learned to uh you know express their emotions through social media, that's where they feel support from their friends and stuff like that. And and like you said, it really, that situation, more times than not, is defamatory is what I found. Even with Yeah, people, and, and you know
1: what, yeah. you, like as a dismissed employee, you just did yourself no no favors. Right, you just now, proved b- the reason to why. Now you had a claim for why. wrongful termination, <laughs> yeah. now you're on the receiving end of a claim for defamation.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a really good point, too. You're really just stacking the cards against you. Yeah.
1: And and you just lost your job, and chances are you don't have a lot of money to pay a lawyer to defend the defamation uh, lawsuit that you just brought upon yourself, right? so Plus,
0: plus as a previous employer of, of you know employees, the, the next employer who may or may not hire you is probably going to check out your social media and see all the shit that you're posting about your previous job, yeah. and that's... Probably not going to get you uh, a new job either. No,
1: and you know, and back to the, uh, I hate to make like broad generalizations, but the average user of um, social media tends to be younger. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, hey, my mom is 87. She will not get anywhere near social media.
0: <laughs> like, she just does not yeah. understand
1: people sharing Fair. stuff. What is that yeah. all about? Right? Yeah. Uh I reluctantly agreed, but then I think the younger generation they just do and they just participate mm-hmm. and they just do things, but they don't realize and and um uh that you know when I get a, a young person, you know, asking for a reference for a job or something like that, or if I'm giving somebody helpful tips when they're embarking on their employment career, I always tell them, clean up your social media. That's
0: and, such and good advice. Oftentimes
1: they, they, they don't realize, right? They don't realize what that means or 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 why it could affect them.
0: Yeah. Are are employers allowed to to creep your social media to check it out?
1: It's it's public. Yeah. In fact, most places do. They will go check out your LinkedIn, they will go check out your Facebook. You know, uh, and if, you know, I'm just going to give you an example, but, you know, imagine this person is trying to apply to, I don't know, a substance abuse counseling place. And, and in their Facebook, there's pictures arguing. of them in their last trip to Cancun <laughs> doing like beer bongs. And-
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. That's hilarious. <laughs> like, so h- true.
1: How is that, that going to help, you know?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's a great example. Yeah, um, yeah well, or, no, I uh, just... You
1: know, There, there's cases like other stuff, but there, there like insurance cases where someone like, oh,
0: oh yeah, for my back, and then there's pictures
1: of them on the internet, like you know, (laughs) (laughs) dancing the limbo,
0: yeah it's crazy rock people, climbing people don't realize that social media is public like yeah. i don't even even if you have private settings there's still certain things that are going to remain on the internet forever and nobody nobody seemed like everybody just thinks it's normal now so nobody has fear around it nobody has any kind of boundaries with it i think boundaries with social media would be a good topic to teach in schools these days it would be
1: i think it would yeah. be very very useful and yeah. and uh, I think the, the, the social media but but the 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 boundaries the the use the responsible use for it. Yes. For young people I mean in in our day when we were bullied and I think at some point you know, what do you think kids- about
0: bullying online? Is there any legal action people can take with that? Because this. So insane. I was getting to that
1: because it's so horrible now. Like in, yeah. in my day, if I was bullied, and I, again, I think at, at some point somebody got bullied for some reason or another. Yeah. Uh, but at least if I went through it in any particular time, I might have at least gone, Oh my god! At least I'm home. Oh, you know, like. Yeah. But at least there was a, a an end to an it. An end. Yeah. 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 And now the problem is this ongoing. Like it'll keep going at you, and it'll, and it'll they'll write to you, and and, and, it, and it and it it ends at three o'clock in the morning. And you see kids like they're still you know, texting yeah. at three o'clock in the morning, and then they go to school, and it's this never-ending cycle.
0: Mm-hmm. And
1: there's been more than one case of a young person taking their own lives from the
0: yeah.
1: from the uh, relentless campaign of of young people. Back to the using responsibly, using social media in the most irresponsible fashion.
0: Yeah, that's hard. And that's got to be so hard for parents, too. Like, I don't even know how, like, what kind of advice what kind of advice would you have for that, Michelle?
1: It's so hard. You know what? I had, uh, so I have two kids and I, and I, uh, I had the discussion with them about defamation. Mm -hmm. Listen guys, like you have to know that the use of this has consequences. Right. And that was one of them. Right. Um, they, they, there's, there's that. There's the social aspect. I explained to them about bullying, but it requires you to sit down with your kids and and say, listen, if this ever happens to you, yeah, you know, this is what you might want to do. And by the way, you shouldn't be the one doing it. And examples mm-hmm. of that include because oftentimes they don't even know. I don't, I don't so know at true. what point <laughs> people stop talking to kids to explain to them, you know, dos and don'ts or 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 or, or what might be. Um, acceptable or not acceptable because what i find really i just don't get it is how there's this greater sense of uh you know what some people might call wokeism or mm-hmm. or or uh, appreciation of feelings and everything and yet at the same time we continue to have this very insidious uh pattern of 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 bullying of of people for you know whether it's their gender identity or their nationality or their accent or their physical attributes or whatever it is they get bullied about
0: I think the big problem is that the parents who are raising the kids that happen to be bullies are bullies themselves. And if you think like, you know, obviously your circle of friends, the parenting is probably, you know, more of an open communication, sit down and talk. You probably share similar values with your friends. But if you think about it, because when I worked at the women's shelter for abused women and children, there would be a lot of parents that i would see come in and the parents had really poor values and really toxic bullying behaviors with them and then these people are also raising children so i think yeah, that's and really fair hard. enough
1: because uh i think uh, sociological studies will will tell us that once upon a time, there were more agents of socialization. So it would have been your home, it would have been your school, it would have been your church. Like these social mm-hmm. circles would have helped to mold your do's and don'ts. And sometimes yeah. you see some comedians that might, you know, jokingly, but there's some truth to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, your neighbor would see what you were doing and they'd smack you in the back of the head. Yeah. And go, I'm gonna tell my mom. It's like, yeah, yeah please go ahead and tell her. And you go tell your mom, and your mom, instead of going to yell her, your mom would go, well, what the hell are you doing?
0: Yeah. <laughs> like oh, exactly. She did it.
1: For, like, obviously, you were up to something. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, exactly, you know?
1: right? So, whereas nowadays, you tend to have the nuclear fa- or the traditional nuclear family, uh, by and large, is, is is not there. You have uh, uh, both spouses working or whatever other social dynamic might be. So, the home is not that bastion of socialization that it once was. Schools take a different approach to teaching. That's another, <laughs> another entire conversation for another day. But it is not the agent of socialization that it once was.
0: No, Church, no, like it
1: or leave it, but it used to serve as an agent of socialization, and we live in a society that doesn't do that. So there's all sorts of places where that those filter or that those learned behaviors and and ways of interacting with people were taught to us that yeah. you know, are, are not what they, they're missing. What they used
0: to be. Yeah, they're yeah. missing yeah. it now, and I think too a lot of um, I think a lot of people, even grown ups that do uh, bullying online and on social media and stuff like that, they also think that it is a, a freedom of expression or freedom of speech to bully other people like they don't, they don't necessarily associate what they're doing with bullying, they think that they're just expressing themselves. And I think that that's another, you know, misconception. Communication uh, or disconnect, I guess, in their in their being that they don't even recognize it as bullying because I see a lot of, you know, a lot of people bullying people online and then they have, uh, you know, profile pictures of them and their kids and their family and they're probably the same parents that send their kids in pink t-shirts to bullying days at school and they're That's the ones That's
1: the bullying. Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde that I was telling you. On the face of it, they look like such nice, reasonable people. Yes, and, and it's like-
0: <laughs> I know, it's crazy. Yeah. I look at some of these people's profiles and I'm like you like I just I don't understand how you're raising children and you're acting yeah. like this on the internet it's pretty crazy yeah.
1: but you know the the uh, and this is not so much defamation but because you were asking me what else do I help uh, clients with but another place where social media rears its uh, its head is in both employment and related to that human rights legislation mm. right The Human Rights Code of Ontario makes it contrary to law to discriminate someone on account of many grounds, and it includes things like sex, gender orientation, uh, age, place of origin, etc., etc. And sometimes people in this bullying or, you know, it's not defamatory, but it can be you're harassing or discriminating somebody against the Human Rights Code, and next thing you know, you get a claim.
0: So true. Such a good point. So yeah, I think the the big lesson in this podcast episode is to watch what you're posting online. And if you don't feel like it's truthful, or if you're just not sure, just don't post it. I think that's the best advice. It's yes. just like, <laughs> literally, <do> <laughs> think twice before you post something. Um Definitely, if you're Emotional and triggered, do not, nothing good is gonna come out of it. And I love what you said because I always think this too about, you know, why would any, why should anybody even care about your opinion? Because obviously social media makes people feel like they're more important than they actually are. And I think that that level of entitlement, is very dangerous and very detrimental to our culture and our well-being um but just thinking like just have that awareness in your mind that why should your friends and family even care that you got a cold coffee at Tim Hortons like realistically yeah (laughs) awesome thank you so much Michelle for coming on and sharing all your uh, knowledge and information it's so helpful and where can people find and connect with you so, uh,
1: you know, I, I do a lot of different type of work. I mentioned employment. I help people with contractual disputes, debt collection, construction disputes, all matter of civil and commercial things. And if anybody wanted to get a hold of me, uh, my telephone number is 519-318-6562. Uh, I also have a website, CastilloLawChambers.com, and you'll be able to find it, you know my website and what I do and uh, contact information for me as well.
0: Awesome. And I'll link all that in the show notes as well. So awesome. Thank you so much, Michelle. Really appreciate you sharing your knowledge and also sharing it in a fun and engaging way, because obviously I know that law stuff can be very (laughs) hard to understand, but also boring in general. And I find that you just, I know, well, I know your personality, but you make it way more fun than it probably needs to be. But that's what, I think that's what really helps get the message across and, you know, makes it easy for the average person to really understand so thank you so much
1: well thank you rebecca thank you for your kind words uh i appreciate the opportunity to come here and chat with you and share my knowledge and experience on these uh these matters and thank you for having me
0: We love to connect with our listeners. My website is RebeccaHamiltonCo.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it and tag us on social media. You can find me at RebeccaHamiltonCo, and Chad is at ChadHamiltonRuns. And if you have a show or a podcast, we would love to be a guest and share our story with your audience and help get more people inspired to live authentically thanks for listening this is scrap the sweet talk with chad and rebecca hamilton